there, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode one, one, one. And it's for the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther, the third. And now introducing from the top of Metal Mountain. All the way down to all 50 states and end the globe. It's the happy hill himself. You know him. You love him. Put your smile with just grins up for the happy hill himself, the middle geek. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, internationally? No, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going? Not too much, man. We gotta put put a little gasoline in the in the in the dudes at ringside jet, make mm-hmm. sure uh Mod is ready to have all our bags repacked because we're going to we're going to we're going we're going to the, the west coast again. We're going to the west coast again, geeky. West coast. Isn't it the west coast? No. Central? Central. I gotta learn my geography. God yeah. damn it. Because uh, anyway. you want to introduce the guest, you want me to introduce the guest. You want me to do it this time because you did it last I'll time. I'll introduce it. All right. Let's okay. give a warm welcome to from Tom Clark's main event, Tom Clark. What's up, kids? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Thanks What's for having me. Going on? So, welcome back. It's, so, this so is our, our brother, uh, our, our brother, Mr. Tom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks, he's, guys. He's, he's it's not central, right, Tom? Yeah, I'm as if I'm West Coast, then Lance, you're the Queen of England. I am East Coast, my friend. <laughs> oh, you Coast. are East Coast. I'm I am East Coast. You're like Central. I thought it was like because I don't know. I I saw that picture of you at the basketball game. You were at a, a game, a Hornets game, right? Hornets game, yeah, in Charlotte uh, last night. Uh, we went last week to the last preseason game, and it was an absolute nightmare. They lost by 68 points. Jeez. Yeah, uh, but last night was a season opener against the Pacers. And they pulled it out, and it was a really, uh, really fun game. So uh, we really enjoyed ourselves last night. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get myself back into basketball because, like, last year I started watching because of the pandemic. I started getting myself into hockey. And then I started with the Nets making it so far in the playoffs. I started getting really hooked into the Nets basketball. I was like, wow, this is cool. And then he screwed up and put his foot on the line, and then it was a two-pointer and not a three-pointer. I'm like, damn, I'm so glad I'm short. <laughs> I used to I used to really be into NBA. Uh Jordan and the Bulls what's got me what got me into it initially. I didn't care about basketball before Jordan and the Bulls. And when I was into it was the 90s early 2000s and the Sixers became my team after Jordan left and Iverson was my guy and I knew players on almost every team where they went to school, what positions they played, what they were best at, who they played with, what the coaches were. I'm so out of touch with the league now. It's crazy. It's changed so much in just 15 years. It's insane. So, yeah, I'm just a geek. <laughs> I'm just a geek and life that, just a nightmare. <laughs> that, that loves metal music. That's it. <laughs> he he cries you. when I start talking about sports. I see the tear in his eye. He starts to cry. <laughs> sports. Uh. I want to get fun. back into it. I just don't know how much time I have to actually commit to it. But if I have an excuse to take my son somewhere where me, me and him can hang out and do guys night, then I'm all about it. So. He wants to play basketball in school. The season's coming up for them in a couple months, give or take. So uh, when we go to a game, he's actually watching the game. He's watching the plays. He's not on social media. He's watching the game. So he's trying to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you got to definitely kind of come to New York with your son once and, like, 
we'll 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 fully plan it out, Tom. We'll we'll if there's an NYWC show, New York Wrestling Connection, or VPW show in the same weekend, the same same Saturday, we'll plan it out. We can go to both, so you can encounter both new and or even cooler. If Cap is doing a show that Friday, geek, we could go to Cap. Then we'll go to NYWC. Then we'll go to VPW. So you can get a full Long Island indie promotion like weekend. So you can see everything. You know, what works I mean? for me. Works for me. I've never been up that way, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Chris, a lot Cap, of good talent that you'd be like, damn, these people are yeah, good. Yeah, Victory Pro are... Wrestling is is good. Victory Pro, cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Cap is also the. Um, is the the training ground for VPW? Nice, which is Creative Pro, and that's run by Brian Myers. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brian, I got you. Yeah, uh, Kurt Hawkins, formerly yeah. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, like he keeps getting on my case. He's like, Joe, you know, you gotta go to. You can show me your picture. And I'm like, I know, I know. I sit by it in my room, and I have it. In, I have it all ready to go. Like, Tom, I have it all ready to go. I have it in a Ziploc bag with the silver pen. Like, I'm gonna, I'm like that fan in the '90s when Michael Jordan's coming to the arena, and he has the picture already in the Ziploc bag, ready to go. Right. But he can't go, and it's still sitting there in his room for like past two months. And I'm like, I'm gonna get his autograph. If it does, if it's the last thing I do, Geek makes fun <laughs> of me. It's good if it's a hundred dollars. Man, there's a hundred dollars I spent on something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> massive regret I have. I got a few of them, but one of my massive regrets is never seeing Jordan play. I never got to see him play live. Another regret I have is uh, uh, went to the Comic Con one year in Charlotte, and uh, Stan Lee was there, and the line to meet him was from here to Cleveland, and uh, the, to get the package for the uh, autograph was uh, like 150 bucks, and I. I can't say I was on a budget, but I wasn't not on a budget either. And the line to meet him was huge. And years later, I'm like, God, I should have stood in line and shook the man's hand and told him what he meant, what he meant to me, what he means to me now as a grown man and what his work has done for me in my life. And like, oh, I freaking didn't do it. So that's a huge regret. So if you've got a chance to get an autograph of somebody you respect and who's touched you in some way, by all means, go do it. It's worth it. Pay it. I think I I went to Comic-Con a few years ago. I'm a big fan of uh, the comic book series Spawn. Yeah. I think I mentioned this last time. I, I created my own character, and he grew up with me. And I started listening to the band Tool, and I started watching listen like watching Spawn on HBO and like reading his comic book series, the Todd, McSw- Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. I recreated my character totally to be like this dead vigilante. His name is the Bolt. I think I bump. I think I talked to him for ten minutes, tears in my eyes, crying, as I'm telling him how much that series meant to my my teen years. That's my character right there. Sweet. That's his origin story. I wrote a full story. I have to like edit it and everything because Joe style. It's not. It's a lot of missed bells. <laughs> well, I tell you what. If 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 you need a, a motivational. Uh motivational story to get you going on your own creativity. You listen to talk McFarlane spiel about McFarlane toys and everything he did to put that thing in operation. He's so smart. Uh, and, and he didn't get enough credit for that, but man, just a savvy business guy and, and started that from nothing. And then the story of the, of the impact guys and, 
how they came to be and or image, excuse me, image. I'm getting my worlds crossed up. But <laughs> the story of the image guys and how they left Marvel. And oh dude, it's freaking great. Such when, a good star story. When I was writing this story, originally it was just based on my character the bolt now. And I got really far in the story and I went back up and I said, something came in my head and said, everything has a Ghostbusters reference. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have to make this story that people will be reading the story like, who the fuck is the Bolt? I've never even heard of the Bolt. Joe never told me about his character. I go back, 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 back to the 90s. With <laughs> 90s where the bolts become the bolt goes from bold, scary, creepy, red eyes, chains coming out of his jacket, ripping people to shreds, to this t- little boy, just a little boy, scared out of his mind in the woods because of getting struck by lightning. Wow. And then the origin to when he's a teen, then he comes an adult, goes to college, meet this tall, lanky guy that talks about wrestling. <laughs> and right, he, right. he encounters geek in real life i hear you i hear you yeah so what do you guys think about what's going what did you actually watch uh crown, crown jewel tom so uh i've been booked up all day and uh i have when i got home late this evening i, I before i recorded my own show at six i uh uh went and uh, watched the highlights uh i watched the goldberg match and i watched uh i flipped kind of through roman and brock and uh Caught some of the women's match. I got the overall vibe of it. What did you guys think from end to end as a whole? How does the whole thing play out as a whole show? I thought it was the best Saudi show they've done. That's what I'm going. I'm just going to put it there now. I don't like what they're doing over in uh, with the whole politics aside. It yeah. was a good, but other than that, it was. I thought it was a very good show, and they put on a good show. You know. I worked today. I got out at like two o'clock. So I got a chance to see some of like the highlight videos on Instagram. It looked like a really good show, but I feel bad for the women. Like they had to wear t-shirts and long sleeve. I know that's like the the things they do over there, but like, I don't want to go into like get crazy, but I was like, "Mm -hmm." poor girls. I mean, (laughs) they are there for all the wrong reasons. I think we all know this. They're there for money, and it's blood money, which is what I called on my show all the time, because that's what it is. And once you know what that government has been guilty of, especially in the past two years, how they treat their people and, and, you know, uh, they're having people killed, for God's sake, and and how they treat women in that country. And, you know, and, and this is the typical white guy from America doesn't know what he's talking about opinion. There's a bunch of us, dudes, you know that, right? There's a mm-hmm. bunch of us white guys who listen to me. So I hate to be that guy and come off that way. But, you know, I, I don't think women should be treated a, a certain way. And I, I think that's, you know, you walk behind me and you cover up and don't you speak. And come on, come on. I mean, it's and I get it, it's different customs, different way of life. I totally understand all that crap. But at the same time, it's crap. I mean. It's hot garbage. You know, it's hot garbage. Thank you. Yeah. I've heard that before. Let him, <laughs> let him say his phrase. You know, that's his phrase. He's going to with a copyright strike. It's on a t-shirt. I'm just saying, once it's on a t-shirt, that's a big deal. So. See, you see the shirt behind Geek, the one with the face on it, the, the green one? That came from a female wrestler from London, England. Need to look her up. She is a fucking... She needs to... I, she's probably not watching this because she's probably sleeping or probably doing something fun. She go watch it tomorrow. Her name, her name is Alfie. She's from London, England. She performs in that promotion that we always have on our show and what uh, CPW Coventry. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Her name's Alfie, and she does a lot of the hardcore matches over there in Coventry. The chick does spears. She gave someone a double concerto. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's different. And she was involved in a triple DDT that actually I posted on our Instagram page today. Wow, cool. With Natalie Wild. This Coventry Pro, you have to buy all their stuff. I kind of like I kind of like put it to the light. I'm like, you guys, I'm in America. I really want to watch your shows, but is there any way you can get a Twitch channel? And they kind of like I don't think they were giving me an attitude when I wrote this, but they're like, they're like, oh, we're working on getting it. So you guys will be able to watch us. And I'm just like, geek. I sent it to Geek and he's like. They weren't giving you an attitude. They were just telling you what they said. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age of of exposure on so many social media platforms, I mean, it's not hard. I mean, it. Uh, and you know, if 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 the product is worth watching, I'll throw some money at it. I have no problem with that. It's. Uh, I have no problem going to a show and paying for a ticket. I I never try to comp tickets or anything, or I just I go. I mean, they you know, it's like going to a restaurant and tipping. If you can't tip. Don't eat out. It's COVID era. You know, stay at home, have DiGiorno, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, I've never tipped better in my life. When we go out to eat, the, my waitress is getting tipped good because they should. So West, wrestlers deserve your, uh, if they're putting in the work and they're trying to entertain you and they're busting their hump to make it happen, pay the man. That's what I say. So, yeah. Or, or buy the merch. Buy the merch. Like I said, buy the oh, merch. That's what I always say. Plug your merch right now, Mr. Clark. Plug your merch. Plug it. I got some merch. Tinyurl.com slash Tom Clark Pods, P O D S. Uh, it's merch from both of my shows Tom Clark's Main Event and Tom Clark's Six and Podcast. Hats, t shirts, pillows, throw blankets, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, you name it, we got it. And uh, I always tell everybody, guys, I'm not getting rich off this stuff. Trust me. But if you want something with a cool logo on it and support my shows, I'd be very appreciative. So there you go. There you We're go. almost there, Tom. We're like trying to get our merch out. We only thing we have right now is stickers that we just go here, 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 here. Dang, we ran out anymore. Here, here. Like get the logo out there. That's what matters. That's yes. It. It's we say I think our sticker has gone as far as England, right, Geek? Of England. Yeah. Um I can't remember how far it's been, but it was in England. <laughs> She just sent us, Alfie just sent us that randomly, Tom. Like, like I said, I'll send you a sticker. She's like, I'll send you a t shirt. Can I get the the address? I'm like, can you mind sending it to Geek and I? And she's like, all right, send your addresses. And like a few months later, I got a t shirt and I'm just like, oh, I got the white one. I I panic when I see white t shirts. I panic because I had a Yankee jersey that became a never wear this ever again kind of jersey, a Randy Mm -hmm. Johnson jersey. Oh, yes. The yeah, you think, oh, Joe, you crazy? That's Randy Johnson, he's Hall of Famer. I know, <laughs> I know. I was, I told the guy, put the mustard on the hot, the spicy mustard on the dog. Keep going with the sock card. I have, I have money. Don't worry, I'll pay you. He puts it on. I'm walking, and my friend goes, Joe. I'm like, what, Joe? I'm looking at the new stadium, admiring it, and then I look at it. And it's the mustard just falling on the jersey with the, the spicy mustard rolling down the jersey. It just falls on the floor. <laughs> Man, John Johnson was a beast in his prime. I'm not a baseball guy. I've never been a fan, but like, man, he was a beast, wasn't he? Jeez. I bought the jersey because he came to New York, and I thought maybe he we would win a ring with him. Not happening. Hot garbage. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I had to buy the jersey. My mom got it for Easter for me. I was like, yeah, I got a new jersey. It's cool. Nice. <laughs> Geek, let's talk about wrestling before I go into a brand about Randy Johnson. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I thought we were talking about Crown Jewel. Uh, that yeah, okay, Crown Jewel. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was talking a little bit about this before I came on with you guys, and uh, uh, I've always been a Goldberg guy. I make no apologies for it. He gets a lot of crap. Some of it's deserved, some of it's not. Um, uh, the, he's a good person, which is what I care about a lot. And uh, at, the match with Lashley was no worse than anything I've ever seen. I think it's probably his best match in a while. And he got his butt kicked for most of it, but uh, he didn't come in and do Spear Jackhammer win. That's not that's not what this match was. They actually tried to tell a story. Lashley took care of him, uh, beat beat the the tar out of him, right? But um, Goldberg sold it like a champ. Uh, you know, I don't know if his knees messed up, but buddy, he had me thinking he had tweaked his knee. I mean, that's a pro. If his knee's okay, he's a pro because he knows what he's doing. And uh, that that dive off the stage looked freaking great. I don't care if it's crash pad. I thought it looked great. And I'm in the bag for Goldberg. I, I make no bones about it. Um, uh, is he is he coming back for the right reasons? I don't know. It's not my business, not my bank account. So I, it's he can do what he wants to do. But, you know, they need star power. They're not in the, you know, I don't want this to be a rant, but they are not in the business of making stars. They say they are. It's, it's not true. They make stars to a certain point. And then they want to control the narrative. They don't open the the glass ceiling and let you go like Austin did. Those days are long gone. So they'll let you get to a point. And then when they know the, the numbers aren't there, they need to boost a show. Hey, someone call the veterans. Can you get Bill on the phone? And bam, then they get the numbers up. So there you go. I agree, I agree with that one too. It's like every time I see that it's Bill, Undertaker is another one. Nothing that's the Undertaker, but Austin – yeah, Rock, you know, yep. Vince himself, <laughs> Michaels, like the or they'll have them. You know what they'll do? They're like every hour, like if I was Vince McMahon, it's kind of a silly idea. Every hour, have a legend come back. That'd be be like have Vince McMahon open end the show, have Shawn Michaels start the show, and then halfway through the show, have Triple H come out, and then have X Pac come out. <laughs> every hour, then the ratings stay up. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's uh, again, I don't want this to be a. a bash session because i feel like that company gets bashed a lot for for the right reasons and i don't want to be a whiny guy but like there's just i don't know I, i'm okay with the veterans uh you know if it's part of the show and it makes sense and it works it's fine but going back to the well man so many times at some point it's like you got guys right here in house that you're not doing anything with they can't get on tv when they get on tv you make them look stupid the fact that Big E still has that belt and doesn't look like a clown is so satisfying to me because I love that guy, and I'm just terrified they're gonna they'll take him off in November. It'll be over. Yep. That match with Drew was absolutely amazing. By the way, I saw bits and pieces of it. I want to watch the whole thing. The whole the whole show was good. The, the match with Edge and uh, Rollins was great. Um, the Big E and uh, Drew McIntyre match was great, and. Uh, I mean, they're, they're all good matches. So, and this was probably the best Saudi show that they've done. Hmm. And the crowd was very responsive. So, And, you know, good for them. A good show is a good show. And if all the talent made it through safe and everybody's healthy, that's always a plus. Um, you know, we want, we want them to come through it okay and then uh, get a good payday. Hopefully everybody got a good payday, especially the women. 
and mm-hmm. uh, that's important too. And hopefully everybody's getting home safely with no issues on the tarmac this time. Oh yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, um, get everybody back safe and sound in one piece. That's always a good ending to any show. So mm-hmm. I can't complain about any of that. Yeah. Also, also you want to talk about your experience with, so with all out and I'll tell you my experience with Arthur Ashe. Sure. Uh, it, it seems like a hundred years ago now. And then <laughs> some days it seems like it was last week, but, uh, the Chicago trip was cool for me. Um, getting to go anywhere with my son is always a treat getting to take him anywhere. Uh, we went with a really good friend of mine. Who's also a producer on the main event. Uh, I credit his, uh, law firm with being a sponsor cause he's hooked me up with so much tech over the past few years. It's crazy. But uh, his name's Nathan Workman. And, uh, uh, he, it was, uh, he took us on the trip and man, we had a blast and we, we flew in that Friday and we flew out that Monday morning. So we had to, we had two full days of the city to, before we even got to all out, which was very cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did a quick little video, uh, that night in the crowd. And I, I think I said something the effect of, you know, I'm sitting in Chicago watching CM Punk in 2021 and I have no words. I don't know what else to say. Like it's, I've always been a CM Punk guy as well. Can't help it. And uh, to see him come back to something that he once said he loved, but he no longer loved because of his situation, meant a lot. And coming back in his hometown, it's the best show I've ever been to and one of the best shows I've ever seen. And that's the truth. And people can hate on whatever they want to hate on. I don't care. It's all subjective anyway, right? But, dude, I had a blast. Um I have very few negative things to say The it, if there's one gripe and I don't know how it was for you, Lance, but uh, the logistics of this company are still amateurish and uh-huh. you have to remind yourself they're not a billion dollar company. He's a billion dollar owner. It's not a yeah. billion dollar company. Maybe one day it will be, who knows? But um, you know, we had the, the, the fan event that Saturday before was not good. Uh, we were there 15 minutes after it started. They had a cardboard sign up saying AW fan event in front of the door. Wow. I'm like, yeah, really? So we get there, no one's there. Uh, they had autograph tables set up that you had to get tickets for ahead of time online. So they were all closed. You couldn't get in line. And I'm like, okay, well, if you didn't know they were selling them online first and you just showed up because you wanted to come, you can't get autographed now. So I'm like, oh, there's Christian. And all those jungle boys way over there. You couldn't approach them. Um, some guys were still filtering. They had no merch. Uh, it was a very small hall. By the time the Dark Order starts taking the stage, the sound the sound system's so muffled, you can't make out what they're saying unless you're right on top of them. And all those seats, by the way, are reserved. Had to buy them online first. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? You had to pay to get in. Money wasted. I mean, and I, it didn't ruin my weekend. But it, it reminded me, it brought it down to earth very quickly. This is not a company that's been here for 35, 40 years. They, they are very new to this, and I don't hold it against them. It's fine. But it felt very... Amateur. Uh, yeah, amateur, rank amateur. And the show itself didn't. But to that point, we get to the Now Arena that Sunday, and the line to get in wraps around the entire venue. Definitely. It tripled up on itself, which means the line ended here. But because we couldn't go any farther back, the line doubled. And then it tripled back up again like a snake. 
And so we're standing there. I'm like, and we're both like, I cannot believe we're outside in 85 degrees and I'm sweating buckets and I cannot believe this is happening right now. Like when are the doors opening? Now once the doors open, it didn't take too awful long, but it's still that moment felt like, yeah, they're not ready. This is, there's no plan here. They didn't, they, they misjudge. Like they know that they sell 20,000 tickets, right? Oh man. They did. They know. Cause look at all of us out here. So that felt, yeah. But again, didn't ruin my weekend. But if I'm being fair and calling it down the middle, I got to tell you the bad parts too. Those are my only two gripes over the whole weekend. The show was phenomenal. I had such a good time. Um, We can get into specifics over here if you want to later. But uh, how was it for you at Arthur Ashe? Was Uh, everything smooth? Not To be honest, I told Joe exactly what happened. I might have said it on the podcast a bunch of times. I get there and said to myself, do I get there early? The doors don't open till 5.30, so do I get there early? No one's going to be online. But then I said to myself, you know what? I'll just go there early. Got there around 4 o'clock. The, the line was wrapped, like, literally down the road. Down the road at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, geez. And then, and then no, it was, it was literally wrapped basically, like, I don't know how to describe. I don't know if you've ever been to Arthur Ashe, have you? Or uh, no. So city, there's two. Uh, there's like it's like a compound. There's the Arthur Ashe camp compound, and then you have City Field, which is across the street, and then you have the Museum of the Moving Image, which is all like one compound. So you to get into the Arthur Ashe compound is um like there's three lines to get into there. Because they only offer, they had to be vaccinated to actually get into Arthur Ashe Stadium. So as soon as you get on this line, it's like, okay, this is to check your card, your ID, your vaccine card. And then the next line was the security line. And then the next line was the, uh, the ticket line where they scan your ticket. Wow. And then I look back and the line was literally wrapped from the train back down towards the train station back to city field. So we'll get right. in there. And th- this place is huge, by the way, Arthur Ashe stadium. I swear. I've never seen anything. I mean, I was met, met life was big, but this place had like four or five buildings. It was, it was unreal. And as soon as I got there, you couldn't even walk in the hallways. That's how ridiculous it was. Like there was wall to wall of people, so you had to like push and shove to get through. Crazy. How long and did it take before you actually got in the building? I I, I was like I said, um, I got there around four, so but they did get us in pretty quickly, like you oh, said. Cool. So yeah, but uh, as soon as I sat down, um, I was just admiring how amazing the building was, and I'm like Tony Khan's a a fucking genius for booking this place because this place is is huge the acoustics were amazing by the way and when i mean amazing i mean like you hear like as soon as somebody comes out you couldn't even hear a word of any music at all or anything off the backstage stuff because people were cheering they were yelling it was that it was just ridiculous yeah, I mean the, the vibe in the now arena was great. I mean we were chanting CM Punk before the show ever started, and 
Um, it was, it was just so cool. Like, uh, I'm a big Beatles guy. Uh, I always have been. And I like just to be in a, in a crowd of screaming girls because I've, I've known people who've been to their shows and somebody I knew, I said, you got, you saw the Beatles live. They're like, yeah. And I was like, dude, how was it? How were they? He's like, I don't know. I never heard a thing. Couldn't hear him play. I'm like, what? They're like, no, it doesn't matter. It was the experience of seeing them. And you know, they're playing something fun and probably awesome, but you can't hear them because of the screaming. And I'm like, I don't know what that'll ever feel like, but that night in Chicago, when 20,000 fans and not one person was going like this, this sucks. This place sucks. Everything sucks. Like, no, everyone's <laughs> chanting CM Punk in unison at one time. It's mind-blowing, dude. Mind-blowing. Lance would yeah. say that would be me at Arthur Ashe. Noah would not have. That's not yeah. nice. I already yeah, read you. Me, me and him watched the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks match together. And wow, Joe was Joe, Joe, Joe's not the biggest AEW fan, but he's like, dude, Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers was yeah. probably a great They're match. They're crazy. Yeah. Have you guys ever been in a WWE crowd where everyone, everyone, no one was booing, no one was mad, no one had their arms folded like they hated life, but everyone was was cheering for one person? I mean, unequivocally cheering for one person. I don't know if I ever have. When as a kid, Hulk Hogan, when you're at the garden. Hmm. I think I think when I was a kid, when I went to my first house show with WWF, I'm I'm, I'm showing my age. I think it was about 91, 90, 90, 91. I can even remember, this is how far back I go, Tom. I can remember the, the opening contest. In my head, I in my head, I'm doing this. You got to do the announcer. The opening contest was Haku versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I remember it like it's yesterday. But my dad taped it. You know how when you did the videotape, you always fuck it up and you forget the time, the uh, the time lapse. My dad started the match. The video always starts. With Ricky within a sleeper hold, <laughs> but I remember that that match opening match always affected my memories because I don't I really I really don't remember the uh, the boot camp match between Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Hogan. I remember the first match of the night, Steamboat wow. versus Haku, because it had so many like Haku. And Steamboat always can bring down a house by doing two moves. That's it. That's all they needed to do. Haku yeah. with those, his little chops and his, like, the falls he would do. Yeah. And Steamboat just had to do this in the ring. And the whole crowd would just jump. You know what I mean? Like, Steamboat could have been the main event. Like, there's a thing I showed my dad. He was on this list of five wrestlers that never won the big one. Imagine the crowd if Ricky the Dragon Steamboat would have faced Hulk Hogan for the title at like a WrestleMania. Jeez. That's a whole other can of worms right there. Just imagine um, that. Dude, just uh, imagine that. Mind blown. Imagine you, that. You couldn't do it. Ricky's too much of a face. Someone has to take the heat in the match, and Hogan's not going to take the heat in the match. Like Hogan and Warrior – Hogan and Warrior worked because the plan was to hand it off to Warrior, but then Warrior was so so not the choice, so not the answer that they put it back on Hogan in no time. They kind of had to. So uh, that wasn't the answer. But 
I I get you. It would have been because thanks to Ricky, it would have been a phenomenal match. But yeah. you know, two baby faces, the way they booked things at that time. I don't know. I you know, um, and and how do you take the belt off the hottest guy that you've ever had that's made more money for you than ever? I mean, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of Ricky. Always will be. Yeah, he should have. He should have had the title, but so should Jake. So should Piper. They, I gotta find all... that picture. I gotta send it to Geek. It just shows the guys that I either really loved as a kid or I hated. Like Mr. Perfect was on this list. Ricky Steamboat was on this list. Um, oh my God, Owen Hart was on this list. Oh God, I gotta find the picture. I deleted it. It was just like. Just show them all in a row. It's like five guys that never won the title. And I was like, my dad's like, wow, Mr. Perfect never won the title, Randy? My dad doesn't watch yeah. wrestling. He gets it because of his dad and my grandfather. But he's like, yeah, that's Mr. Perfect, right? Why is it Kurt Henning? I'm like, that's his real name. He's like, oh, kayfabe. <laughs> I'm teaching my dad kayfabe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, ask Reggie, ask Reggie Miller how it feels. Gary Payton, how it feels. How uh, uh, ask uh, Carl Malone and John Starks how it feels. I uh, ask John Stockton how it feels to not be able to win a title because the best guy in the game wins every year. So that's to me where Piper and and Steamboat and those guys fall in. They had for better or worse, they had their Jordan who wins every year, and they as good as they are, they you know it's it's not the same but kind of the same. I mean, their job was to help make him look good. And let's face it, when they were on the card with Hogan, everyone got a better payday. No one's complaining about that. I doubt any of them were complaining. Oh, I want the title. Psst, come on. You know what kind of payday you're getting for one city tonight because Hogan's here? Yeah. So yeah. I get you. As, as fans, we love to see our favorites get it. But, it's. I mean, Ron Garvin was red hot at one time. He was. He was pretty hot. He got that belt off Flair, and then all of a sudden it was like, ooh, this doesn't feel right. And then he, the title run wasn't good. Dropped it to flare in like a month and a half, whatever it was. Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Is it both? It's hard to say, man. Mm. So, Garvin yeah. went to WWF and then he's never was the same. They made his character yeah. Garvin. You know, they made his character. Even I watched it now. I'm like, they really fucked him up in WWF. And they, the, the the punchline is Garvin was from Canada. He was never a a, a blue collar working class American guy, which is funny. So you know. <laughs> if you go back with some, watch some of the old footage of him wrestling it's kind of crazy sorry geek we're, we're, we're going old school on you now it's, all, it's okay it's all oh, right this? Yeah. I, see finally i don't have i never had someone to go old school with me yay i'm as old school as they come man that's the yeah, truth man. as NWA, old school as they come nwa You're, territory you, days you i think you certified me mr old school by uh but <laughs> you being old school like me i was excited when you told me and he said joe he's like you he likes old school i was like yes hey, we I, can go over old school memories <laughs> i live in crockett country baby that's the truth <laughs> yeah yeah it goes back to the nwa days right there right oh for sure hey See, listen not to take over the q a but we were talking about con i gotta ask both you guys because it's a story that's happening right now what do you make of all this Khan talking the smack right now, like, like, like him and Bischoff having this war of words where Bischoff is saying, I think you need to drop it and shut up and just do your company and do your business and grow. And then Khan fires back and says, 
This coming from the guy who loaded himself on a motorcycle on live TV and challenged Vince to a fight on a pay-per-view. You're telling me to shut up? Like, Ooh, what yeah. do you guys think about this stuff from Khan? Should he, like, nip it or should he just keep going? You're going to call me crazy on this. You know what's going to happen, right? Hmm. Eric Bischoff's going to get invited to AEW, be a part of AEW. He's been there uh, before, but uh, I don't think he'll ever have any power there. No, but I, I mean, I think he's going to have a huge part in it. Like, not an EVP part, but I think he'll be there like full time. It could be. Where do things I, have happened? That's what I think. I mean, but I think Tony Khan right now, I think he just needs to focus on the company and just not what Vince is doing. Yeah. Because that, that's what I think. I, I like, I love the company. I love AEW. I love what they're doing for independent wrestlers, but I feel Tony Khan just needs to do his job and just uh, prove WWE wrong and saying we're better by their, not their words, but their actions. That's all. Yeah. My opinion on this, like Bischoff is more of like the past of wrestling that the part that not the good, it was started out good. And then it got a little at the end, like they always say, make a poster of something you shouldn't do. I think that's what Tony Khan's trying to like do. Like I'll do my thing. You just stay in the corner and keep screwing up your past. You know what I'm like mm. that? Like, like the, you know, people have make a poster to say you shouldn't be this guy. I think Tony Khan's trying to be like, I'm going to be not this guy and run my company into the ground. You know what I mean? Like and get bankrupt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a, he has so many legs up on Heyman. No disrespect to Heyman. But Heyman's always argued ECW folded because we couldn't get our product on TV. We couldn't secure a TV deal after TNN at the time. And, and we got pulled. That's why we, we lost the company. And everyone else's point was, no, you refused to evolve as a company. You, you, you had national exposure for a brief time. You refused to change. And you played to a to an audience this big, which is why you never made it. You've got yep. to evolve. So Khan's got a leg up because he's got exposure all over the world at this point, as much as he'd like to have, and they're growing, which is good. But at the same time, the ratings are what they are. But by this time next year, I'm just my opinion, Dynamite should be 1.5 million by this time next year mm. for me, consistently. A year from then, two million. Because if you don't see growth, I don't care if you run a, a a diner or if you run Macy's. You have to turn a profit. There has to be a profit. There has to be growth. If you have one store and that's all you have, as long as you turn a profit, you're good. But if you turn the same profit, you see what I'm saying? Like you want to grow, and like in this business, in this line of work, you have to grow. If they have the same ratings today, 12 months from now, they have today, in my opinion, that's not growth. Now, for all I know, on the books, they're making money. Everything's kosher. But from where I'm setting, you want that audience to grow. My question is, is there enough of us out here to support $2 billion pro wrestling companies? I don't know the answer to that right now. I mean, I, I think, I think you, you can if you're a wrestling fan. You could support both companies. But is it so niche? Not AEW, but the, the business as a whole. Is it so niche 
that there's only so many of us that are actually truly going to watch and commit to it versus, oh, hey, the Super Bowl's tonight. Oh, I'll watch it. And then the whole world watches. The whole world's not going to watch WrestleMania just because it's WrestleMania. I mean, it's, you know, fans will stick with you as long as you treat them right. But how many more fans are you? I mean, what this all boils down to for me is you have to have the stars to bring people in. And everyone said Punk will bring them in. Punk brought a lot of the diehards that watched when he was there. He has brought them back. He has. But I mean, do I mean, do what do they need? What do they need to get to a million five 12 months from now? Because they have to get there, don't they? I do agree with you on a couple of things. I think. They are bringing in a lot of the older guys that WWE rejected, but they're they're good. But they were rejected by WWE, and you know, that's the thing. Well, I don't want to get I don't I don't want to get myself twisted on what I'm trying to say. When I say they bring people, I'm talking about diehard fans. I don't mean yeah. veterans. Right. People people not that you are, but a lot of people lose sleep over it's the ex WWE guy and AW. Of course, it is. My answer to that is the same every time. Are they supposed to just retire? If Vince fires you, you're supposed to fold your arms and pout like a child and go home with your ball. No, you're a wrestler. You want to keep wrestling. Who offers you a deal? Oh, I'll go wrestle for that guy. So I don't, I've never understood. I've made this comparison on the main event more than one time. How many times have you went to Burger King and said, see that kid behind the counter? He worked at McDonald's last week. Who's he think he is? Hey, you're an ex-McDonald's guy. Once you go back to McDonald's, oh, they fired you, didn't they? No one cares about that. Like he's a phony. Yeah, right? he's a phony. Yeah, he's he washed works for, up. He, he works for McDonald's. He's spying on us. He's washed like, up, like, like the guy from from Family Guy. He's a phony. He's a, a big, big fat phony. phony. Yeah, <laughs> we need that I mean, sound wave. We need that sound wave, geek. Fans get so stupid over the dumbest things. Like I just don't. Oh, he worked for. Okay, Big Show worked for WCW first. No one says, oh, AEW signed the WCW guy, huh? No, they say they signed the WWE guy. Come on, yeah. who cares? Who really cares? G- G- you have to say, when you you forgot to mention when you were at the show that how the AEW fans were. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going into that, Joe. To, okay, uh, dang it. To, so I'm not. Gonna, I'm not getting flagged. To, to, <laughs> How are I'm you going to get flagged? I'm not getting hated right now. Joe. Okay, well, when the show is over, he'll tell you. All I'm going to say is kind of said it was a little. I'll tell you after the show, Tom. All right? I'm intrigued. And, and, uh, <laughs> all I'm going to say is if you've ever watched a Pepe Le Pew cartoon, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, of course. <laughs> I grew up on Warner Brothers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it makes me laugh because by me, Pennsylvania on all right, Joe. All right, all right. <laughs> on Saturday, they show a lot of cartoons. That's all I'm gonna say. Shut up, geek. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you been watching any of the lo- your local independent wrestling lately, Tom? On the on your TVs, if you get it. No, uh, there's really no no one around here is big enough to have TV. Not in my neck of the woods. Um, yeah. uh, HVW, the company I was working with for a long time, we just have, we're at a standstill again. Unfortunately, it's it's been oh. it's uh, it's frustrating. But it's, it's circumstances beyond our control, and uh, at this point, I don't know what uh, I don't know what my future involvement is, which is not really an announcement or of any kind. I don't plan on going anywhere, but like this stop and start thing is is tough. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. like, you know, I want to be an asset uh, with whoever I try to do something with, 
And if I can't contribute, then I'm wasting their time. So like, if I can't contribute cause we're not running, then I'm kind of wasting everybody's time. So I, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, hopefully we can get back on our feet. Um, I don't know. I, uh, uh, there's a couple local outfits, uh, PWX, which mainly runs out of Charlotte Greensboro area, uh, just had Minoru Suzuki in, um, wow couple, two, three weeks ago, my niece and nephew spent the night with us and the family that night. So I couldn't go to the show. I really wow. wanted to go, but that might, the, might be the closest he gets to me. Of course, we saw him in Chicago for a brief moment, but uh, it would have been cool to see him live in actual match. But, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're really the biggest outfit. There's one called AML wrestling. Who's fairly big, but most of their cards consist of, Hey, here's four guys that we have. And here's six dudes from the big companies. And that's fine. But like where, where we were coming from HVW was we don't want to load our card up full of guys you see on TV every week. We want to grow the guys we have into those guys. Like J.D. Drake was our guy. He was a former HVW champion. Um, Cash Wheeler with FTR came up in HVW first before he was ever with the Revival and then FTR. I mean, there's guys that came up with us. Hangman Page was there before he ever got wow. big. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had guys come through our system, and, you know, it is what it is. A uh, couple guys that just signed with NXT, Harlan Bravado. Harlan Bravado came through HVW and worked for PWX. Really good kid, a really good worker. He's going to do some good things in that company if, if they keep him around. So, um, you know, as being as far as being a feeder system, yeah, but at the same time, growing the brand and trying to get ourselves out there, which we were doing a phenomenal job, and then COVID hit. Because of course it did, so it threw it threw a wrench in the machine, and then since then we've not been able to get back on our feet. So yeah, it's, it sounds kind of like VPW in a way. Um, what what H? What's it called? HVW. HVW. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like VPW a little bit because it's like VPW. You go to their shows. There's nobody you've heard of. Me and Joe went. Me and Joe went. Nobody. It was hilarious. Geek buys these tickets, and I'm like, okay. VPW, what the heck is this, dude? And he gets these tickets, and it's funny because I mentioned to one of the people from NYWC, and they're like, "Oh, come to the show, meet us, come in early, and get, we'll get your tickets." We got our tickets, we went to the show, and then we went to the VPW show. Didn't know a person on the roster, and then I'm just like, "Good soup." It's liked good. It. <laughs> I liked <laughs> it. I really liked it. I really liked it, even though I hate. But one wrestler, he's a heel. Um, called um, oh my god, it, more than one. There's a lot of wrestlers on this roster. Geek, you're not the name of all. I can't think of all of them. I know. Who are you referring to, Joe? Oh, uh, I don't want to say his name because you get you'll get all giddy. Oh yeah, I know. Who, I know who you used to refer to. Yeah. There's Johnny a tag Kim. team called the Even Stevens, where they they're like they wear the same kind of outfit, like a preppy sleeveless sweater. <laughs> Tom liked like, it. They, Tom liked it. I like it. Yeah. I like the name. The yeah. even Stevens, they and yeah. their trademark is this. That's very white. Sounds like a very <laughs> white gimmick. And, yeah, and then and then their both names, their both names are Steve. <laughs> nice. That's even better. Hey, listen, some some of the best independent or some of the best pro wrestling matches I've ever seen were in a small Legion hall between two 18-year-old kids that'll never make it. They're wrestling because they were fans. They never had dreams of going to the big companies, but they would put on a match that would have you going, oh my God, this they're so good. Some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. So when when they tell you go support your local wrestling, 
It's 100% true. Go support it. Find a company that's doing it right. Find a company that's doing it for the right reasons and get out there and support them. If they're trying to make it look good, go throw your money at them. Because like we just said, you could be watching the future of the business and not even know it. It could be right there yeah. in front of you. Completely yeah. true, Tom. Completely true. Like we haven't yeah. did any wrong. I feel bad. Every episode we used to say, go support your local indie promotion. And we haven't done it wrong, geek. Oh, gosh. We're so mean. We're mean. No. You heard of ESK, right, Tom? ESK? ESK. No, I don't think he's so. On, he's on Impact right now. Oh, okay. See, I don't I don't catch Impact a whole lot, man. Yeah, he's on Impact. He's uh part of the Brian Myers learning tree. Nice. I like the name. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't catch... Nothing's really stopping me from, from keeping up with them. I don't care for the intergender wrestling. That's kind of a hang-up for me. And no disrespect to the women. I, I've seen women who can hold their own against any man. But it's like... Um, I, I, I'm kind of with, uh, to name drop, I'm kind of with Triple H on his opinion of women versus men. Why would a, why does a woman need to justify how good she is because she's wrestling a man? Why can't her and another woman just go steal the show and make it impossible for the two guys to follow them afterward? I'm kind of of that opinion. Like, And, you know, my kid's 13 now, and I, I, I smartened my kid up years ago because I didn't need a five-year-old thinking you solve your problems by punching each other in the face. So I told yep. him a long time ago that wrestling's fixed. Basically, he still enjoyed it, but I couldn't have him thinking it was real. I just couldn't. And so I don't think I want my kid watching a dude hit a girl in the face. I just, I can't. It's just weird. And and as much as he would know it's choreographed or whatever, he, you know, you know, you guys know, you plant the right seed and the right brain at the right time. That thing could fester into something later. And I don't need him having thoughts in his head and, you know, when you're a dad, you have a responsibility. You got to be careful. So I, I just don't. Plus, I don't think I care to see guys punching women in the face. It's yeah. a personal thing. Some people love intergender and think it's awesome. And go with God, brother. That's fine. But for me, I'm just, eh, it's not my thing. I, we, we get it, Tom. We get it. Because me, me and Joe, like, we hear from both sides. That, like, what's your opinion on intergender wrestling? That's what I we always ask on the podcast. That's our and favorite, a lot of the people. That's his favorite question. <laughs> that's his so, favorite question. <laughs> No, and all, all the uh, wrestlers say it's the best thing for the business. That's what they all say. Wow. They all say it because they like, because they, because the wrestlers themselves, they're learning from working with somebody else. That's true, too. Yeah. I can't argue that point. You, you don't get, the only way you get better is by working someone better than you are. That's the only oh. way you improve. Okada didn't get to be Okada without learning from people who were better than him. And he took little by little by little to make his game what it became. Same was true of Flair, Dusty, Savage, all the greats. So, yeah, I can see that. I see I see both sides of the spectrum because I see, like, parents getting mad saying this is not appropriate. And then I see them, the other side of the spectrum. Well, I was, t I was talking with uh, Joe about it. I'm like, well, you see, who is it? Scarlet Witch going after Thanos. Nobody says nothing. Disney, no one's complaining to Disney about that. That's true, but they're not making physical contact. They're not touching each other. Uh, and if they are, it's two stuntmen from a distance. It's not really them. Mm -hmm. I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's yeah, people don't have a problem with it in storytelling, but. But then again, I, I mean, see both sides. Yeah, it's it's taking bumps and taking a chair and taking a kendo stick from a from a guy and it's across the head. And it's in, in the abdomen and it's like, uh 
But you know, as, as everything else with this business, as you two guys know, what you love, I may not. And what I think is awesome, you may hate. Mm-hmm. And everybody, no one's really wrong unless you're just into something really odd and like against the law. But no one's really right either or wrong. It's just, you know, it's whatever you like, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. When this, biz- this business is supposed to be fun. You guys know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, this was meant to, for them, it's different. For them, it's making a living and earning a paycheck. And I respect that. And I get it. For us on this end, it's supposed to be fun. And we mm-hmm. have made it not fun because of the way we talk to each other, the way we overanalyze. And I do, I'm a writer. I overanalyze all the time. It's my job. Mm-hmm. But like we do it to, to our own detriment and we get hung up on weird stuff. Let's all get mad at Brock because he wins. I'm like, what? You guys know him is not real. He didn't really pin him. What? We just get hung up on the dumbest stuff. I'll never understand why we do that to each other. It's crazy. <laughs> and, so, and, and another thing I want to talk about is some good news. Shibata is back. Man. <laughs> some good crazy. news. Right? That's why I want to talk about Shibata is back and I don't know what Brian Danielson's health is right now, but I want to see him in New Japan right now, him versus everybody in New Japan. Brian wants it too. So I I don't know I don't know what I fear for his health, but I do too. He only, yeah. But anyway, I, I want to see him versus Okada, him versus Tanahashi, Naito, Abushi. Um, who else? Mm. Hiromu is another one. I love Ooh. to see you. <laughs> um, and shout out to Phil Lindsay. Um, but Phil and I were talking on the 6M podcast before we went live here. Um, but we both talked about the Shibata thing. And I, we both said the same thing. God, I hope he's okay. Hope he's healthy. Hope he can do this. Because according to Japanese officials, when he went out, they were all like, that's it. It's over. He's never coming back. We're talking death defined. If he comes yeah. back, gets dropped on his head one good time, it's over. Like, it was that bad. Concussions and all the like and everything, whatever it was that happened to him specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm hazy on it, but I hope he's okay. We all said Daniel, when dude, when we found out Daniel had lost and couldn't grip anymore, if you can't pick a guy up, you can't wrestle. So, like, that, we thought it was over for him, and then he came back. So, I hope he's healthy and happy and safe, and if he is, you're right. I can't wait to see him work these guys. Him and Daniel, man. Yeah. It's going yeah, he, on. Uh-huh. Gig posted a – About Abushi, Abushi today, what happened to Abushi. Yeah. What did happen to Abushi? I got to get caught up. All right. So the not mat, bad, is it? It's bad. Is it's, it? It's bad, yeah. Oh, shut up. What is it? So Abushi decided – he was going to go for the Phoenix splash that he normally goes for. Uh-huh. The dude landed on his shoulder, separated his shoulder. And the, it, he was standing there for like two or three minutes, like, like this, like with his shoulder like this. The ref called for the belt to stop the match, award Okada the win. I'm seeing and, the photo of him right now. Yikes. Yeah, that's when he posted. He po- I, I'm outside work. Like, what the heck did Geek just post on the Instagram? Who's who this guy on the ground? <laughs> and then he called me and told me. I was like, what happened? Wow. And then what happened was 
Devin Kelly tell, telling everyone they, they blocked Abushi because they had to put his shoulder back in the socket. It's graphic stuff. Imagine you're in a full arena and you don't hear that loud pop. <laughs> They're like flopping it into the back. Because he couldn't, he was saying he couldn't move it. His shoulder. Oh, they, they heard it because they can't cheer in, in Japan right now. You can't cheer. Uh, you, they can't talk. They can't raise their voices. All they can do is clap. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they heard it. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, that click yeah. sound. Yeah, Dude, I it, I, uh, I turned my ankle, my right ankle, one to just the ankle, out of socket. And when I sat back up to pop it back in, you could hear it pop, which is grotesque. I can't imagine what the shoulder sounds like. But yeah, you saw that picture though, right? Yeah, I'm I'm watching a uh, little bit of footage right now. So how do you have your setup, Tom? Do you have like a camera on top of a, a shelf or something? Uh, camera's on top of the PC, and I got a TV here, and I got a mixing board here, and I got a laptop here, and another TV behind it, and just for good measure, a retro Atari system over here. That's pretty cool. Because so, <laughs> yeah. I I I have a just I have a laptop, and I have my cool ostrich hanging out with me next, like during the podcast. Dude, I got to do stuff to the mic stand. I, I really want to do something to the arm, and I've never done it, but I want to do it because I got stuff I could put on here because I got this a little, I got a little dusty weird. right here. So this is, like, I, <laughs> Hey, if you find a tiny Howard Finkel like that, I'll oh, like, be cool. like, just to put him here because, you know, I'm like the Mr. Howard Finkel guy of the podcast. I would love to have a little Fink just to put yeah. right here. I got you know what you know what you need to do is like put your put your logo all over the thing, including website address and social media address, and that's what you advertise on the show. See, be a walking billboard. Yeah, there you go. go. Or or you know what you should do? You should uh, put your social media right there where it says Tom Clark and say or where they could find you. Yeah. Some some of the wrestlers that we've interviewed, they do that. I'm like, oh, I don't even need to put their name on the screen now. That's excellent. They yeah, just I put it right that. there. They just put it right there, and I'm like, you could find so and so at. So, I love that idea. Yeah, I uh, the whole Abushi thing. So we're looking at what six months? I don't know, dude. He, I think he might. Everyone, I think he's done. What? It looks really that bad. I don't like think he, he's done, dude. He's in too good of a shape. He's young. He's 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 not that young. I mean, he's. What 38, 39? He's getting up there. Where ah, come on, man. Sting's freaking 60, Gosh, 60 he's, something. You just uh-huh. aged me a lot. <laughs> I mean, listen, if the listen, there's something to be said for, for not having too much weight on you. Cause when you get hurt, it's the recovery time's worse. He's in phenomenal shape. And wrestlers tend to heal pretty darn fast. I mean, you know. How many years is, I mean, if Triple H's knees are still not blown out, they're caught as cheese at this point. (laughs) I mean, the guy tapes both of his legs up and wears like two knee pads on each knee. Come on. They're, they're toasted. I mean, unless you're in that spot, I mean, he, dude, he's in great shape. Oh, that falls bad. I just saw it. Yeah. Oh, whoo. Yeah, it was bad. Wrestling's fake, huh? That's what I tell them. The the, the stupid (laughs) idiots. I say, what? Say I go tell that to um tell that to Owen Hart's wife and then, and then I go into a rant. I'm like, tell that to Owen Hart's wife, tell that to blah 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 that did this on this date, and they're like, Oh, how do you know that wasn't stage? Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't think Owen Hart's still alive. I just don't know how he would. What What was the plan to land to begin with? Because it I looks like he didn't. Okada didn't catch him. Is what happened. He just landed flat right on the. Uh... No, I think Okada was supposed to roll out of the way, but I think that for some reason, Abushi uh, did not get his other hand down to catch his his fall. His right hand comes down to catch his fall, but the left hand doesn't because it folded up underneath of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. It happens. You're going. So, your rotation is so fast. The fact this didn't happen against Naito is shocking, because if two guys could ever kill each other, it's him and Naito. Are you kidding me? De- definitely, dude. Definitely. At dude. some point, it's like if I never saw those two work again, it'd be fine with me, because it was absolutely death defying. And it's like stop dropping each other on your head. Stop. Like they they did it all the time because they were just pushing the envelope every time they worked each other. They got a death wish. Both of them together have a death wish. I saw that match in the garden, by the way. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, those I'm convinced are, those, of it. Those two are crazy. Naito and Abushi. Yeah. They are. And that, they and care. they're both and they're both injured now. That's true. They're both injured now. Naito's injured for not because of Abushi for other reasons. Should Saber have won the G1 instead of Okada? I think Okada should have won. Hmm. I like Saber, but I think Okada is the right choice. See, if this had been a WWE event, a bunch of people would have been saying you had an opportunity to take Saber and do something with him. You were grooming him to be the next guy, and you dropped the ball. Do they? Does New Japan get a pass because it's New Japan? You think, or do you think that that's no, not think- fair? I think I think Okada gets a pass because he's Okada. I agree with that. Because you know, who? Come on, another Okada Shingo match at the Tokyo Dome. Because hmm. I think Okada Shingo sounds a lot better than Saber and Shingo. And you know, if if you're talking about top heel in the company, it can't really be Saber as long as Jay White's on the payroll. Because exactly. Jay White's top heel in the company, and it's yeah. just it's only a matter of time for him and Tama Tonga have a falling out. It, it looks like it, that's where we're going. Is Saber a heel now, or uh, I think he's still I, heel. I think I think him and Taichi are kind of baby faces now. Uh, Taichi, I can see sort of as a face. They're they're trying to play Kevin Kelly's trying to play him up on commentaries being one, but that, Joe, are you know. not into J- Joe? Tell me you're into New Japan, aren't you? I I like New Japan. I'm just listening to you guys talk. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I didn't want to. I didn't want you to feel like you're being left out here on your own show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm usually I'm the talker of the podcast. I'm the Bobby the Brain Heenan with the cool suit jacket with the cool logos on the shoulders. I'm listening in. I'm like listening no, to. No, that's my job though. I'm the geek right here to listen in and to observe. You, 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 anytime you anytime you mention um, New Japan, it's like I get add the, uh, the 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 meme of uh, what's it, Pepe Le Pew running with the. The hearts in his eyes. That's geek. When he sees the cat, he's like. Hey, I just I, love the I just love the fact they're working with everybody. I do too. Um, I've read some dissenting opinions lately. Uh, funny thing, Twitter can be negative. Who would have thunk it? What's what? Uh, yeah, what? but like, what? there's a, there's a lot of people who are criticizing it and saying they're not what they used to be. It's a shell of it is of its former self. They're grasping at straws. Gato's lost it. Dude, am I watching a different company? Am I missing something that everyone else is so clearly seeing? What am I? What am I missing here that it's 
this company's not firing on all cylinders. Am I oblivious to it because I'm a fan or what? I, I think what they're trying to say is there's no like there's no American talent right now. I mean, in New Japan right now, like that. I think people want more AEW in New Japan. They want Kenny. They want Cody over there. You know, Jungle Boy, Darby. You know. I mean, if we're gonna say WWE always brings back the older guys, the older veterans, and the guys that used to be there, New Japan shouldn't bring back Cody and Omega. New Japan should bring in Darby. New Japan yeah. should, man, Darby Allen versus Zuki. Darby Allen versus Suzuki would be a phenomenal match. Her room or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her because Darby yeah. does not feel pain. I don't know how the kid does it, but he does not feel pain. Mean Geek says it, it's it's going to – that's a jinx. Anybody who's on horror will be morbid. Like, the bumps he takes are not almost unlike realistic. They almost feel like something you would see in a Marvel or a DC movie, like – like my dad saw it on Instagram when he did one of the bumps, I guess, at Arthur Ashe. And he's like, The coffin drop. What mm. the what the hell, man? Really? I'm like, what? And he's like, Randy, look at this. And he turned his lap iPad around. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the guy from AEW, that's Darby Allen. He he he's a crazy ass. My mom's like, you think? <laughs> I mean, he threw he threw himself he threw himself down a flight of stairs at the stadium. He'll do anything. <laughs> He'll do anything. Um yeah, some of the cartoon. Yeah, it's like Wiley Coyote. He is the Wiley Coyote of AEW. Thank you for that, Joe. I'm totally using it from now on. Yeah, he is. He is the Wiley Coyote of AEW. That's the truth. He'll he'll take. Someone needs to bump. draw a picture of him with the skeleton face, of Wiley Coyote, and then yeah. you put him on a skateboard. He'll, he'll take. He'll do anything. He'll and we saw him and evolve before he ever signed with AEW. Before he was ever on TV, and I can't say. There was a star. I I can tell him from a no. I didn't say that, but he did leave an impression because the way he worked and how uh, you go back and watch uh, uh, Sabu when he would set the chair up to run across the ring, hit the ropes, and then dive over. He never hesitated. Now, one part of that is he had done it for so many years, but number two, no fear, Sabu, no fear. He, I don't even know if he ever counted his steps, if he ever measured the distance in his head. But, dude, he set that chair up and ran and dove. And that's that's freaking uh, Darby, man. He's got no fear. He just goes. You know? Yeah. Shocking. It's like there's certain wrestlers that we see in the, uh, the like in the indies, like at NYWC or like the group, your promotion you're part of. And we think, oh God, they're they're, they're going to be stuck in this little loop of an indie promotion forever, and then they get picked up like a uh, uh, Brian Myers or uh, Kurt Hawkins, or his real name now, but like it, it, it was it was Brian was it Brian Myers and Brett Matthews at the time? Yeah, you think that they won't get picked up, and then boom. Now I have pictures with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins sitting in my bedroom, like waiting to get signed. <laughs> like, mm. wow, I met them before they were big. Like, it's, it, there was some, there's some people that that you think that that should get picked up and get picked up by an AEW, but like that they they're they're picking of people is a little weird. Like, there's a girl on the East Coast that you definitely have to look her up, Tom. We know they call her the Queen. It's 
Oh gosh, geek. What's her Karen name? Ba- Karen Bam Bam. We know Karen her. Bam Bam. Interesting. The oh, woman yeah. is a like she could be a star. They could have her on AEW, and she doesn't. If they watch the way she performs, they take her off AEW dark immediately and and, and have her face the the the, the dentist. Definitely. These nuts. <laughs> big up you to Britta. Britta's Brit, amazing, though. By the way, you need to get that that sound wave goes. It start. They do the 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 name, and then at the end, these nuts. <laughs> it's actually it. a it's it's actually a meme though. I know, but it's so mm. funny. I saw it on TikTok. I, I'll see, I'll see if you get. Do you have a clip of it, Joe? I'll see if I can send it to Tom. I have to find the clip. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm I'm all PG on my show, so I probably can't oh, go there. God. I can't. I, I don't work blue, so there you go. <laughs> but it was a funny clip. I think you'd find it funny because it's. Oh, like, I'm sure. She's doing her little hand thing that she does, and right as she does the last D, it goes D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> I love that uh, that they let Eddie Kingston have that on a shirt. That is the funniest thing ever to me. <laughs> Oh yeah! Speaking of that, the reaction to the homicide guy in Arthur Ashe was amazing. Really? Yeah. Cool. Because homicide's like sixty three now, right? <laughs> yeah. He's great though. Three? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, I, he's, I'm, surpri- he's older. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised he got that reaction though. I mean, but then again, it's New York, so you have to remember that. Very true. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's where where he was made, right there. You know. You know, like, you were go ahead. No, it's like insane how certain wrestlers will get that that reaction. Like some wrestlers, they'll like they'll announce their name and they'll be like, Who? <laughs> like you'll even get who are you chant when they come in the ring. Homicide Sad. still looks great. He still looks great. He looked yeah. great at AW when he was in yeah. it. So um Hernandez is the one I'm thinking. Hernandez is older than you think. No, Homicide looks great. Homicide looks like he hadn't aged a bit. Hernandez yeah. has been around for a while. Because uh-huh. I remember when he came first came into TNA, some of the talk I was hearing was, at his age, he's doing this now, but like kind of like a DDP kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking earlier about, about guys who should get a shot. Someone that I'm very glad is getting a shot in AW now is Darius Lockhart. Uh, he's beginning work on... Uh, on dark and on elevation, I think mm-hmm. dude's very good. Uh, got a really good gimmick. And, uh, we saw him in PWX a few different times and man, uh, just a lot of charisma, that guy. So, you know, give Tony Khan credit, whether it's him personally or his agents backstage, his, whatever they call them coaches. I think they call them in that company who were scouting talent and other smaller companies. Good on them. Cause I'll tell you, I was ranting earlier about ratings and whatnot and growing your audience, but something else that killed WCW as if there was just one thing, um, something else that drove the nail in the coffin. They didn't create new stars. They, they, they went back to WWE's formula that the WWE does now of let's get the veterans, pal. Let's load the, the main event, pal on WrestleMania, whatever. But they did that as a company. Like you can only do that for so long. Because if you don't prep the bench or don't have a bench, no one can play in the game when the starters are hurt. So, like, they they never prepped the bench. They had a bench, never used them. 
Never got them ready. Rey Mysterio couldn't get any better. Uh, uh, Malenka and those guys could never get any better because they never got the chance to work anybody substantial and main event caliber consistently. So, yeah, they, they did a horrible job in that company of building the next generation. AEW is really getting in neck deep on younger talent you've never heard of, and I love it. Because somewhere in that giant pool of people that you put on TV, and you're like, who's this guy? Somewhere in there is a megastar, or maybe more than one megastar, who, you know, we're talking about moving the needle for AEW a year from now, a year from then. They might have that person right now. None of us know it yet. There's some also people that we've had on our podcast that I'm, we haven't had Karen on yet because we we're trying to get her next year because we have a lot of people on our slots. The one I'm so surprised they haven't done yet, and she's getting really well known in the indie scene is Billy Stark. Billy Stark's is somebody. I've heard of her. Yeah. Blue hair, can't miss her. Big happy smile, always doing a piece mm-hmm. of she's the the way she does her her finishing move, the moonsault, I'm just like wow. And also, we've held the uh, one that that's there now. And we're so proud of her, um, Becky. She's on AEW Dark. Oh, she was. What about, Ma- what about Masha? Oh, and Ma- oh God, video okay. <laughs> stick. Masha, Masha Slamovich. Yeah, oh, God, have- yeah, Masha. Oh, she's she just signed with Impact, didn't she? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. very cool. I remember that not- he sent me the clip. I was like, oh my God, Masha. She's yeah. just. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, wait, t- wait till everyone in Impact sees her, man. She's amazing. And also, um, Jesse, uh, she hasn't been signed there, but she, she does work with Impact. Uh, uh, Jamie Jesse Lynn? James, Jesse James, uh, you mean Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Oh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Lynn. She was a big fan of. Uh, oh gosh, I'm. Grandpa Joe's sitting here forgetting things again. <laughs> God, I'm forgetting names. No, <laughs> no, I'm forgetting but names. You're forgetting also VSK. VSK uh, is a, is one. TJ Crawford's gonna be a big name in ten years. You watch, right? Um, Very cool. Yeah, and um, crap. Eric James yes. is. A, Eric your James favorite is. guy. You didn't even say your favorite wrestler geek. That's in. Uh, he's still so, he's still coming, but. You know, Eric James and then Johnny Collins. Johnny, that's the guy I was telling you that geek gets all like Johnny Collins, the heel that he went after me on Twitter because I said, Is there any is there any way we can get a real life mute button? Am I the only one that thinks we need a real life mute button for for this guy? And he's like, Nope, it's just you. And I gave him back the meme. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> what happened with the team? Because I'm Joe. I have to be the I'd be the the I'm the face, but I'm like the Shawn Michaels kind of face. If you come after me, I'm coming right back after you with a fireball. <laughs> I'm throwing like a meme at you. He, he's such a good heel. He's such a good heel, though. You you watch. He's like that annoying heel. That... And his voice, Tom, is it's like nails on a chalkboard. Hmm. Sounds like this when he talks. He sounds like a he sounds like a little kid. He sounds like this when he talks. So it's like a little kid voice in this big head. Looks like a he looks like the guy from oh god. It was the Cartoon Network show with the guy with the uh the the 
Oh my god. I'll have to remember it later. Okay, next subject, guys. <laughs> Talking about Steven Universe? Oh no, it wasn't Steven Universe. It was like a blue jay. It was a, a blue jay and a raccoon. Mordecai and Rigby, regular show. Yes, yes, Mordecai and Rigby. Yes. That that guy that was the um the gumball machine, his head's like that. He has a big head. It's Benson. Oh, you're talking about Pops. Yes. Yes. Pops was uh Pops was a lollipop. Yeah. He he looked and like a Benson pop is vinyl. the gumball machine. He looked like a pop vinyl. <laughs> and by the way, for more regular show content, head over to Tom Clark's Six and Podcast, where the regular show episode has been released. There you go. So you you cheap plug right there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Everybody I, geek doesn't think Joe likes when the guest show does all their info. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plug away. Help everybody out. That's where. Yeah, right, you know, help help the dudes out as well. Right. You gotta <laughs> hustle, man. Gotta hustle. If you're gonna if you're gonna spend your your days and nights or whatever time you have free to, to create something, you got to tell people you're doing it or you're wasting your time. I mean, it's whether 10 people are watching or a thousand, it's the point is to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're talking about the, the heel you're talking about. It's a lost art, man. There's only very few guys in the business today. Understand like I'm going to pick on Kevin Owens. I don't care when Kevin was heel. He was way too loved, and Kevin didn't do enough, in my opinion. I know you're restricted by the company you work for and what you can say and do. I get it. They've got their, they got a governor on everybody that works there because that's how they roll. Okay, but when Owens got cheered, and I'm thinking you shouldn't be cheering Owens. Oh, Tom, he's over. No, he's not. People love him. He's not over. Uh, he's not over as he needs to be. He needs to be a heel. Oh, we love him. He's popular. Not good enough. Like when Shawn Michaels was heel, he was heel. He was heel. When Jericho was heel and WWE, he was heel. And and they do they did everything they could to make you hate them. And they took advantage of every time they had the mic in their hand to make you hate them. Owens never did that. Owens did the hey, I'll be your best friend, stab you in the back. Well, that works one time. After three times of that, it's getting old. And again, a lot of it's out of his control. But to be a heel is to not be popular. MJF is respected by diehard fans who love that he's so good. But you can testify to this, Lance. He probably got one of the loudest boos of the night, if not the loudest, because people love to hate him because he makes people, it so easy to hate him. Exactly. The same thing with Johnny Collins. I mean, he's so he's so hateable, you know, because it's an art form. And, and he, Jay he gets it. Jay White gets it. Uh, you know. Zack Sabre gets it. Certain guys understand, you know, from the, from the minute I, my, my boots hit the door to the minute they hit the car that night, you have to make people hate you. That's mm -hmm. it. And if you're, oh, he's heel and he got, he out popped Roman because, oh, we love him. Then someone on some level has done something wrong. He's booked the wrong way, whatever. And I, you know, I'm not going to praise AEW and not point out things that bother me. Britt Baker should be faced today, right now. Stop with this. Quit screwing around. Turn her face now. They won't do it because in their minds, in that company, well, Tom, the whole hill, baby, Cody's been on the record of saying it's outdated. It's an old concept. No, it's not. Shut up. Who was your dad again, Cody? Stop. It's not outdated. Fans want to hate and we want to cheer. 
Britt Baker's a baby face, and that's it. Quit pushing her as a heel. The fans want her as a face. Turn her. What are we still doing? That, Turn that's her. An, that's another thing I got to ask is, Ed, is when somebody's heel and they're getting a face reaction, turn them. Turn them. Turn them. Just because the worst thing you, you want as a character is silence. So if you're getting a reaction, reverse the role. Yeah. And see if it works. Yeah. Go with it. WWE doesn't do that. No. And 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 their answer for, for turning, for turning, because not for turning, their answer for convincing you, no, no, you're supposed to hate him. We love him. No, 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 hate him. So if you don't hate him, then they'll have that guy lay out JR, lay out Jeff Hardy, uh, kick a woman in the head back in the day, whatever. The one, the sympathetic person that you don't want to see get beat up, they'll have them beat that person up. So you kind of feel like, oh man, now I got to hate him. That works for this long and then it doesn't work anymore. Just turn them. It's not hard. Like, I don't care if you've if if you've got a, a year's worth of TV planned, rewrite it. It doesn't mean you got to stick to it. You change. I mean, how many retail establishments are still functioning today because they did it the same way for 35 years? None of them. You have to evolve with the times. What do the customers want? That's what we're going to sell. Don't sell me stuff I don't want. You know. Another thing is people hate Randy Orton. Uh, but, but you know what the thing is? They cheered when she got RKO'd by Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I was like, just I, 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 I was at that show. I, I was at Barkley, by the way. People mm -hmm. were cheering for that RKO. Yep. They couldn't wait for it. I'm like, then what's the point? You know? Randy's a much better heel. We all know this. But mm -hmm. Randy has also reached a level in his career where it doesn't really matter whose side he's on because he's so over. People mm -hmm. are going to pop for him no matter what. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom, did you get the chance to see Black Widow yet? Or uh, of course, yeah. You saw it. What, been there, done. Been there, done the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, keep going about Black Widow, and then I'll I'll bring up my next subject. It was really good, really good. I loved it. I I think, uh, you know, yeah. Should you have filmed it and fit it in continuity? Sure. Uh, did you did you did you have the means to do it then? Maybe not. I don't care about all that. I mean, you can fit it in the continuity now. You can watch the movies in order and watch it when it's supposed to happen. It fits anyway. I thought everybody in the movie did a bang-up job. Um, I'm glad they got things settled from a money perspective and, you know, pay her. You know, mm -hmm. we, we like to stick up for, for guys when they're not getting paid. Pay her. Mm -hmm. She's an important Avenger. She's an important part of this universe. Pay her. Settle up. And they did, and it's the right thing to do. So make her happy, and they did, because she's phenomenal. And, um, and, yeah. So and screw, screw all the haters. Have you seen uh, the new to, to the the recent Ghostbusters Afterlife trailers? I'm trying not to watch too many. I saw the most recent one. I'm going to stop at that because I'm I'm anxious to see the film. Uh, first reviews that I've read say it's freaking great. That they've nailed it with this movie. What's up, Ray? Hey Ray, welcome to the it's welcome to the crew. Make sure you make sure you push the follow button on the thing if you're watching on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe, and if yeah. you're watching on Twitch, click that heart. Yeah, follow Ray, us. Ray, Ray's an avid main event guy, man. Uh, he's cool. been a, big, he's bought merch. 
So I gotta love him for that. Geek, Plus, he's you got play, great you start spending money. He's got great <laughs> taste in music. Too, so yeah. So <laughs> I, I I had to watch the international trailer just to get my see what they're doing on the internationally side because you know, I, I I I read. You know, it's funny. I can't read the word internationally any anymore the normal way. Because you see how I am with my uh certainly Mark. My my intro. I, I don't say internationally known to the inside. I read that I read it like the waveable hand wavy thing. And I'm like, because it's the internationally known version of the podcast. <laughs> my friend's like my friend actually got my case at work. He's like, Joe, do you really have to say internationally? Like drag it out? I'm like, yes, because that's my that's my fun part of the show. <laughs> So is it, I, is it, I watched it, the last trailer that the one before it, they they the one they, they gave us more insight. I'm like, I watched it. I watched it with my headset on. He watched the international one with me. <laughs> I don't want to know too much. I already I already read that Bill Murray is great in it. So I'm um, mad at one thing. I go to Comic Con almost every year with my old friends, one of my buddies. And he couldn't go because he's not being too smart. <laughs> uh, I told him this year they're gonna do some Ghostbusters Afterlife. He's like, "No, you're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be a go this and that." So I won't go. They showed the freaking movie at New York Comic Con at the pen. Wow. I was. I I was the angry emoji. That in that movie, the the uh, the the emotions, argh, smoke coming out of my ears, out of my nose, fire out the top of my head. I was like, right. and it's funny because I'm an idiot. I would be wearing the dudes at ringside T-shirt, and they would, they, you know, everybody signs the papers so you don't say anything. They look at us, look at the shirt, and go, make them sign too. <laughs> They're a podcast. They're gonna oh, give yeah. stuff out of the way. <laughs> and I do a Ghostbusters one. Tom, I don't know if you ever checked it out on YouTube. Uh, Ghosthead Talk podcast. Hmm. We talk about me and me and my my. Uh, it was just originally me doing it, sitting by myself in my room, talking about Ghostbusters. And then I met this girl through the Ghostbusters community named Laura. And now we, you don't see it. It's not like it was. We were going to get to do it like this that we're on the screen, but we. It's an interesting way how I do it. I I do it with my microphone. And Laura's in the background. You can hear her. She's on the screen, like Mayan, like FaceTime video chat. But you can hear her voice in the background. But Interesting. We talk about the cartoons, the toys. We talk about the comic books, the Ghostbusters meet the Ninja Turtles and wow. all those. And now we're talking about the movie. So, yeah, that's my fun without, when I'm not dudes at ringside. Um, Ghosthead Talk Podcast. I just, I hate that Harold Ramis is no longer with us. Because oh, you know, it sucks. It, it sucks. I that 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 day I cried about like for like 15, 20 minutes, just thinking like I went on YouTube and people were posting videos and on Facebook, I just could not I would see like a clip of him doing something and he just make that face. He always had that look on his face, the certain looks that Harold would make to make a scene perfect. And I don't even think Ghostbusters was his best work oh, as he, an actor. Uh, he had I, some great work, Stripes. Stripes. Ooh. Oh gosh, Stripes. Directed. Oh, I mean, he directed Groundhog Day. We got to mention that guy was a great oh, yeah, director. Groundhog Day. 
My so, mom didn't realize that he did Groundhog Day till like I was watching it, and I watched it twice. And my mom was like, "Why are you watching this twice? Pandemic." And I was like, "It's it's Groundhog Day." I literally kept going, "It's Groundhog Day, mom." It's a pandemic, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so Animal smart. House. Animal he House, that's right. That's right. I, I was like, that. dude. He wrote hey, didn't, didn't he and Belushi both write Animal House? I Don't think have... he had some part into it, like Ghostbusters, but then he he had the interest. I think I think he wrote the really, really, really super funny scenes. Geek is like, damn it, they're taking over the show again. <laughs> <laughs> These nerds. So, so so did you see the Uncharted trailer, Tom, or no? The what now? The Unch Uncharted trailer. No, I haven't. I, dude, I'm not a huge gamer. That's where it comes from, right? Yeah, the Uncharted series, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge gamer, so no, I, I haven't checked it out yet. I yeah. heard about that, never saw it. I remember they were talking what? about it. No, they released a trailer. It's going to have Mark Warburg in it, and it's going to have Tom Holland in it, so which would be good. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a Tom Holland guy for sure. That, that's your, and, and the trailer, uh, yeah, and um, what you call it? That that movie looks freaking amazing, by the way. Judging by the trailer, nice. Yeah, I wish they could play it, but I don't want to get flagged. <laughs> yeah, they'll do. They'll pull you down for everything. I swear. Stupid. It, 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 I I used to have sound in the background when I did watch alongs, and then YouTube used to pull down my myself and say, "Nope, you can't have it. It's copyrighted by." I'm like, it's just sound in the background. What we do on the when we uh we do a, a movie watch along on the Six M podcast. Um, I will have this on for the guest online, whoever's co-hosting with me. But in this year, I'll have an AirPod so I can hear the movie. Mm. So like that way I don't get any audio from the movie on there. And plus you can use our audio as a commentary track uh, to go along with the track that you're watching for the movie. So it's like a dual thing. So All right. it's pretty cool. I got, I got, I got to watch that next time. Next time I'm watching Star Wars. We've done several. We did, uh, we've done, um, uh, Oh my God! We did Happy Gilmore. Troy and I did Happy Gilmore. Shout out to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, by the way. We did Happy Gilmore, and we've done uh, what else have we done? I'm blanking now. We've got one. We're going to do Face Off because I'm a I'm a big Nick Cage guy, so That's we're going to do Face. Oh, yeah. Classic. It's hokey for all the right reasons, but it's so good. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to do that. We got that coming up. Just gotta. We should have been there in the beginning, but I I didn't listen to Geek, and I was like, uh, do I really want to be on my computer twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, talking to him? I talked to him on this guy. And our podcast started out with me and him yelling at each other on the phone about heels <laughs> and faces. So, Mike, I I learned podcasting is cool by watching the Yes Have Some podcast. On I know I plug them every time, Geek. I can read your mind. Mm -hmm. Yes, have some podcast. They cover Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, video game, video game wrestling, and toy collecting. They're good people. Like I, 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 I rap with them all the time, and and they always say, "Oh, Joe, you you don't have to thank us. If it wasn't for the Yes, have some podcast, I would never be here right now." Well, and so, uh, it's whatever inspires you. The cross rip. They're, they're, the other reason is because they make fun of each other. They joke with each other. I'm like, oh my god, I do that naturally with Metal Geek <laughs> all the time. We make fun of each other all the time. 
Yeah. <laughs> like naturally make fun of each other. Perfect. I, that's they're like, and I'll I'll plug my show again if that's cool. But like the I've always said that I want to the podcast. I'm I'm like I'm I'm gonna throw Kevin Smith out there again because he's always been an inspiration for me. But I'm very Kevin Smith in my approach. I make the kind of stuff that I would like to listen to. Like he makes the kind of movies he'd want to watch and he puts his friends in them because he loves his friends. So for me, I like to make the kind of podcast that I'd like to listen to. And this is not vanity talking. I listen to my shows, which sounds weird, but I have smart people on my shows and we have smart conversations, I think, for nerds. And I'm entertained by it and I want it to be entertaining. So like on the 6M, like we just dropped the Matrix episode. The week before it was the DC Extended Universe. And then the White Album, Brock Lesnar, Walk the Line, Shang-Chi, The Fantastic Four, The Bullet Club, Regular Show, Wonder Woman 84, The Black Album by Jay-Z. We try to cover everything we can possibly think of that we're fans of. And, I mean, Lance, you've given me props before for getting you started just because you enjoyed the show. Uh So you guys are probably going to get somebody else started. And Peaches and Powerbombs wouldn't be a thing more than likely if I hadn't got both of those girls started on their writing careers and they met and and got friendly and boom, here we are. So I love it. We're not exactly conquering the world here, kids, but it's not about that. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice? It's it's making connections. It's talking to people. I mean, I got to, we went to Chicago and got to hang out with Phil and Chris and Graham, who are all three guys I talk to online all the time. They've all been three been on my shows and, to meet them and hang out with them in person and go see a Marvel film, come on, it's the best. And have Chicago deep dish afterward. Come on, shut uh, up. It's so much fun, dude. Like people watch my show tomorrow. There'll be people watching from England, Scotland, Australia, Canada. I'll never meet these people live, more than likely. But like it doesn't matter because like it's making connections with other people who share the same interests, man. Mm-hmm. I soapbox about that because it's important to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, definitely, if you ever had your neck of the woods, we'll have to hit you up and tell you because I would love to meet you in person, Tom, because you yes. right there, I think me and you could just sit and talk about old school wrestling all freaking oh, hell. Oh, yeah. 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 You could, could be mad. You'd be sitting there like the kid in the backseat that didn't get his toy from the, the – that he he's going to be like me in the 90s if my mom didn't get me the Hulk Hogan toy I wanted. Don't, don't, now, but don't don't feel bad, Joe, because I'll talk about AEW and New Japan with Tom, and t- Joe will be like, "Come on, right?" <laughs> you know, he, he he always gets on me because like oh, because the only reason I'm not a fan of them is because certain things they've done, and I I appreciate how they are helping the indies wrestlers and they're getting the wrestlers' names out there. That's my thing. I like how they're getting it. They're helping the independent wrestlers that are unsigned get on their their programming, like the Beckys and um, so many names, Masha, and people like that. They're giving them a platform, light, I guess. a beacon. You know, that's a good thing. I now mean, you're you're from the area you're in now. You're from the Boston, New York area, right? Yeah, Pennsylvania, New York, yeah. But see, you're an old-school WWF fan. See, I'm yep. not an old-school WWF fan. Uh, WWF mm-hmm. was not my company as a kid because I had Dusty and Rick telling me in the whole South that that they had a paper champion up north. So, uh, 
I was not a WWF fan. And it's, I knew they were on the TV. I flipped to them and I'm like, oh, it's the circus wrestling. Nah, I'm going to go back to the real wrestling. So that's circus. where I was. Circus, <laughs> baby. I'm just saying they had birds and dogs and snakes and, and fluff and whatever, and ugh, whatever, parakeets, whatever's going it. on. I get it. No, like as so, a kid. Yeah, Birdman over there. Right? But I really couldn't, because like, all the kids in my school would always be like Hogan and Warrior and old T Honky Tonk Man's dancing and the dragon. And it's like, I'll watch this because WCW, it actually, I got a chance to watch more of that because, you know, Raw always started late. So I never got a chance to really watch Raw. But as a kid, I got a chance to watch WWF because it was on Saturday morning. So I would be able to watch it like that. See, for me, it was... Yeah, for me, it was NWA. It was 605 on the Superstation. It was... That was my wrestling, man. Crockett, Dusty, Rick, Horseman, Magnum TA, Rock and Rolls, Midnights. It's good stuff. Makes me happy. Yeah, I just... Joe's going to get mad at me for that, but I, I can't, I just, I, I don't know. I, I saw what they did to guys that I grew up watching. Like the minute Ricky gets there, he's in a costume, he's breathing fire. He's literally wearing a dragon's head. I'm like, what's this? Like Don Morocco was a beast in the territories. He gets up there and he's whatever he is. And it just wasn't the same. And junkyard dog in mid South was entertaining and fun to watch he gets up there and he's singing a song and it's, it's kind of a cartoon character. And I'm like, Meh. I mean, the sheep herders were vicious and bloody and violent. They were ECW before there was an ECW. They get to WWE or WWF. They're the bushwhackers. They're looking yep. at each other's heads. What are we doing? What do you, what? Eh, you know. I agree with you on that because I felt silly. I knew something was weird when I was a kid, when I saw them with cuts on their faces and I'm like, ask my friends. Why do the bushwhackers have cuts all over them? Did they fall into the blade or something? And now I go on YouTube and I'm like, I told my dad, did you know that the bushwhackers were like a hardcore team back? My dad's like, no, why? And I show him a picture and he goes, that's why all those, those boys were all cut up. I always wondered why. That's all. They were a bloody team. They had uh, they had Jack Victory as their uh, flag bearer. I remember that. Yeah, they yeah, were they were. They were bad, dude. They were bad dudes, as they would say in the hood. They were bad. The New, Ze- the New Zealand sheep herders, what they call Yeah, they them. were bad. <laughs> they were bloody, so, bloody, bloody. So but you know I, what? That That's your, I'm sorry, uh, Lance. That's what you grew up with. That's your wrestling. Nothing wrong with that. I grew up with the South. That's what I'm familiar with. That's what I love. It, it just depends on where you're at. If you grew up in Japan, you ask the Japan guys. You ask, I keep throwing Jay White because I love Jay White. Jay White's but, such a good heel, though. That's why. He is. You ask Jay and you ask Will Ospreay and you ask those guys about WWF. They're like, I never cared about going to wrestle in the States. I never cared about WWF. I wanted to wrestle in Japan. Abushi That's never what they grew to. up watching. Abushi, he never wants to wrestle in the States. He's scared of the States, to be honest with you. I'm like, scared of the States and I live here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so He's, I, I, I heard the stories of Abushi talking to Kenny Omega. It's like, What's it like? I don't want to travel by myself. Or he's like, because he was so like nervous to get booked on show because he didn't know where he was going. So Kenny would always talk about this too, that he was nervous. So and he, he should the be. Cruiserweight Classic. He got over it for a little while, I guess. He did, right? Yeah. But but they wanted to sign him, and he's probably like, 
Nope, I'm good. <laughs> and they gave that win to TJP. Of all the people, fast forward years later, that could have won that freaking thing, TJP wins it. Like, dude, not from a wrestling standpoint, but that guy is so far off the deep end. It's yeah. Don't they give it to him over Grand Metalik. I'm just saying, <laughs> Grand, Grand Metalik tends to not have ridiculous theories and ideas about stuff. So there you go. Roll, roar, roll, roll, I'm just saying, I ain't, I ain't scared. I usually I'll say things like, "I don't care, it's my show," but this ain't my show, so I should be careful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, remember this, Tom. We did have we did we did have good old Grandpa Stevie Ray come on our show and start talking about politics and start like going, "I don't want to talk about wrestling." I roll. He wants what? What did he say? He we were trying to talk about wrestling in his eye. He started rolling his eyes. Oh. I'm like Stevie, dude, ten time tag team champion. And all you want to do is roll your eyes like the little girl, the the. the Teenage girl that doesn't get her. Uh, I don't know Joe. I don't know Joe. So right now, so yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know either. <laughs> I've like, never met this man. We tried to. We tried to get that man to come back and give us a props, and he says, "I don't even know who you guys are." I still don't know Joe. I'm sorry. Whatever, man. That's the truth. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'll tell you. I saw Def. No, I didn't see Def Leppard. I saw Def Leppard on some kind of concert on TV. It was like an intimate. It wasn't a VH1 thing. It might have been. I don't know. But someone in the crowd was like asking for a certain song, and so Joe, is it Joe Elliott, lead singer? He goes off on this little thing. He wasn't rude, but he's like, you know, we we don't we don't want to always play the hits. We're still writing. We're still. And I'm like, just just play Pyromania and shut up. What are you doing? <laughs> just play Rock of Ages and shut up. Clutch paycheck and just make us happy. What are you doing? Play the hits. Like, if you're not there to do what you're famous, what are you doing? Like, if you have Steve Ray on the show, he should talk about wrestling. No offense, but, you know, come on. It's yeah. what you come on. This is what did, you know talk He it. did talk about it, though. He did. But then he got all huffy puffy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, and, you know, in his defense, he, he's. You guys are, are, are have the best of intentions, but wrestlers get worked every day and they don't believe anything they're told. And that's the truth. And I know that for sure. Wrestlers don't believe anything they're told. You guys will be as nice and sincere as you can be and smile and mean the best. When they click off with you, it's not like they don't believe you. They're going to take it with a grain of salt and go to the next town or go to the next podcast, go to the next interviewer. They don't. It's not that they don't like you. They've heard everything. They've they've been told everything. They've been hustled every every way you can possibly imagine. You never try to hustle a wrestler because you'll never win. Pr promoters will do it because they can, because promoters are lousy most of the time. Take your money and run, mm -hmm. but and not pay you. But rest, you can't work a wrestler. You don't even try. It's it's that like I said, they've heard everything. I mean, it's uh, I was told early on like rock and rolls are coming in next week. I know you're a fan. Don't fan out over them too much. I'm like, these guys are my heroes growing up. I mean, we had Ricky up several times, but Robert was finally coming in. And I'm told, no, don't, don't, don't fangirl over them, Tom. I'm like, it's going to be a little hard for me, you know? I'm like, what's the big deal? It's like, because they've heard this before. No matter what you say, it's going to come off as cheap. It's going to come off as, oh, God, he's a fan. I thought he was one of us behind the curtain. So I had to be careful how I acted and how I talked. But like at the whole time, I'm thinking, oh my God, it's Ricky and Robert together. This is freaking awesome. Like, but you know, because again, they've heard everything. 
Mm-hmm. Not our fault. That's just how just how it is. Yep. Yeah, so. completely. Like you're right. Like it's hard because you do you you want to not you want when someone comes on your show, you want to make it like as I told that a young British wrestler, we you want to make it like we're hanging out at your favorite pizza place, drinking mm-hmm. drinking a, a beer or a soda and eating pizza and just talking about wrestling, just hanging out. Yeah. Well, this is, a, I call this our hangout session yeah. with people we've never met in our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And let's not change it for this one person. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it the Joe and Lance's pizza place and taco. And we also sell tacos. <laughs> like, but yeah, I know. Pizza place. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> like, we we want we we me a year ago today, Geek and I thought we would never be meeting random people that we've never met before. And now we, we're hanging out the second time with you, Tom. And this is this is cool. Awesome. Yeah. You guys awesome. are the best, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. I'm so glad that you you took us took our first opportunity and came on and we rocked the house. And I pretty much think we rocked the house on this podcast too. That we covered everything on this one today. Yeah. Well, I'll always give you what little bit I can contribute. Uh, and if that makes somebody go, Hey, that was fun. That's cool yeah. with me. Uh, yeah. Don't ever get jaded. Can I leave you with some advice? Don't ever get jaded. Don't let this beat you down. Don't ever take no for an answer. And if it's a no, go to the next person and don't let it worry you. And nobody knows we got. Yeah, yeah, what that? What's that? Yeah, nobody knows we got already. <laughs> oh, well, hey, <laughs> it's part, it's part of the shtick, man. But like, as a and, writer, and ghosted. Who's, and well, that happens a lot. Oh, too. we've been ghosted quite a few. <laughs> yeah, don't let it beat you down because uh, you guys still have energy for this, and you got to maintain that. And it's like anything else; if you let the world bring you down, it's gonna. Everyone goes up in flames. I don't want to go up in flames with anybody. I want to be above it. So uh, it's hard to remember because I've been writing for a long time, and you get like you you feel like you never get your flowers when you've worked hard to get them. And at the end of the day, you have a choice. You either keep going or you stop. That's all you got. So, like, you guys need to keep going and keep your heads up. And the day that you guys sit down to do this, when it feels like, oh, God, I got it. Oh, I forgot about the pot. I got it. Oh, man, I can't. The minute it's no longer fun, stop. Mm-hmm. Take a break or just stop altogether. Because, brother, when it starts becoming work, you're not going to get anything out of it anymore. You really won't. It's not, this is what we do is very different from what a lot of other people do with this. This is a hobby for us. And if it becomes something else, that's awesome. But you, you have a hobby cause you love it. Cause you're a fan of it. But the minute that thing becomes a job and you feel like you have to do something, I didn't feel like I had to do this tonight. I wanted to do this tonight. I didn't think, oh crap, I got to go on that show. No, I like doing this stuff, mm-hmm. but the minute it feels like, oh, I don't want to do this. I got to get out and I, I don't, I don't want everyone to get to that point. So don't you guys ever get to that point. I, I mean, so. Tom, you, you, you could have even told us no, and we wouldn't have been cool with it. You know, <laughs> so we would have been cool. We been if mad. I couldn't have done it, I would have been there like the girl. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, Hey, I've turned down stuff before I have turned down and uh, hopefully, hopefully this guy isn't watching, but I've turned something down before and I just didn't, didn't care for the host. Didn't care for the way the guy spoke. Didn't care for the way he conducted himself. And then I, I I would go to to listen to episodes before I said yes, and I'm like, oh God, why did I say yes? 
And I did it one time. I'll never do it again because I'm like, well, I shouldn't have done it. Mm. You know, I, I have to like it first. I checked you guys out before I went. I came on the last time. Yeah. And if I if I didn't like what I heard, I wouldn't have showed up because mm. no matter what you guys do from here on out, my silly little name is going to be next to you guys. And yeah, I don't want to be connected to anybody if they suck. <laughs> so. Here you go, geek. <laughs> See? <laughs> We he was watching. I knew it. I told you, geek. He did watch your stuff. He said he watched your stuff, but there you go. This it's hilarious, Tom. We we've actually during an interview were like, "Have you ever watched any of my stuff?" They're like, "No." And I'm just like, "I haven't had time." Okay. And if you're talking to wrestlers, they probably haven't had time. They probably really don't. And you know, if you're talking to indie guys, they're probably they're probably making time for you, which is awesome. You should definitely take that no matter when it's offered. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're working for somebody and you get hooked up with an interview, their people have contacted your people and they set it up. So that person mm-hmm. kind of has to be there. But for you guys are coming on because they want to, that's gold, man. Yeah. You take that and run with it all day. So later in the later in October, we're actually having the owner of Liberty Pro Wrestling. He said he's bringing two ladies with him. Nice. Yeah, I don't know who, but the ones I saw that I'm like, please, I'm frothing at the mouth. I hope he brings their his tag team champions, Little Bit and the Queen Cat Katie. I think Katie Queen Katie. Gibbs Katie Gibbs. Yeah, I uh, hope they bring Queen Katie. He said he said two of the three canceled. I'm like, oh, he said, but I'm bringing the ladies. So I'm like, but then that day we're having what's her name, England. Yeah, uh, England, England, something Von England. Von England. She's she's a and it's funny. I didn't realize she was in Liberty Pro till a recent poster came out of theirs. And I was like, son of a beam, son of a bitch. She's on that roster. <laughs> so now it came Liberty Pro Day. <laughs> like I was like, nice. oh, yeah, bingo. I love creating days. Like we had, like we've, we've had uh, these, these days. Kind of just fall into place. They just fall like. Um, we had Lucha Week turning into uh NYWC week turned into Lucha Week. <laughs> like it was so funny. Like we're next year we're trying to do months. Like we're we 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 spoke to this one cruiser race that he's gonna Lucha, he's gonna help us in September next year. We're gonna try to do Lucha Month. Nice. That's cool. Uh, you speak Spanish? Any one of you guys speak Spanish? No, my no. dad, my, we were supposed to have a wrestler named Alien Extreme, and he was supposed to come on, but he just disappeared. Like, well, being an alien yeah. and all, so. yeah, he disappeared. Poof, you're gone. Poof, you're gone. And my dad was going to come down and sit right here with me, do the interview with me, and talk on the microphone with me. Seen you know, Joe Panther the second and Joe Panther the third on the same camera microphone. There's also Google and, Translate. Yeah, but my have my father. He's the he's my real translation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need a. It sounded like 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 or uh, and he's like what? <laughs> like no no. I have a real human being that speaks Spanish. <laughs> like yeah yeah. Tom, we want to thank you so much for coming on. By the way, again. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Anytime. And, and we want you to come back in the future. So. You you name the time and place, and if I'm free, I'm there. I appreciate you both of you. Um, this is this was fun again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you yes, so sir. much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate All you. Right. All right. So later. Thanks, kids. <laughs>